My name is Scott Nye, and this is Talking Radical Radio. Welcome to Talking Radical Radio, where we bring you grassroots voices from across Canada. We give you the chance to hear many different people that are facing many different struggles talk about what they're doing, how they're doing it, and why they're doing it, in the belief that such listening is a crucial step in strengthening all of our efforts to change the world. On this week's show, I will be speaking with Mari Anderson and Cam McMillan. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan is a fairly small city, about 220,000 people. It has, of course, a public transit system. But like the transit systems in many smaller cities, Saskatoon's has often not had the capacity to offer the kind of geographical reach, frequency, and speed that might most effectively meet the needs of existing and potential riders. As well, according to today's guests, the city has always had a very car-centric culture and has not historically had any organized advocacy on behalf of people who use transit. That changed two years ago with the founding of the Bus Riders of Saskatoon. The group is an advocacy organization made up of people who use transit, and it aims to make the system, quote, a viable transportation choice for all and a basic right of residency, end quote. Both their regular meetings and their social media presence provide a way for bus riders to talk about the transit system in the city, to articulate their complaints and concerns, and to propose ideas for improving the system. They meet regularly with Saskatoon Transit Management to communicate these concerns and ideas, as well as to develop a better sense of how the system works, and they have regularly communicated the needs of bus riders to Saskatoon City Council as well. The group has also taken part in various public events around transit, both those they have planned themselves and as part of broader initiatives. Though much work remains to be done, the group has been very encouraged by the progress over the last couple of years. Saskatoon Transit has shown a willingness to promptly address small issues, such as inadequate signage at specific bus stops, and has taken some initial steps to make larger-scale improvements to the system as well. This includes implementing the city's first high-speed corridor along a major street, with plans to implement other such routes over the next few years. Though the group largely avoided direct involvement in the long-standing labor dispute between bus drivers and the city, the riders are happy that a contract has at long last been finalized, and media coverage to transit issues, and to the perspectives of riders in particular, has been relatively plentiful in the last couple of years, including during the city's recent elections, and as a result, bus riders of Saskatoon has seen a steady flow of new participants, both on social media and at their meetings and events. Mari Anderson began to regularly use transit when she moved to Saskatoon several years ago as a student, and currently cycles most of the year and is a regular bus rider in the winter. Cam McMillan has epilepsy and is unable to drive, so he depends on transit year-round. Both are active members of the Bus Riders of Saskatoon, and they talk with me about the group, the city, and the transit system, and the work that they're doing to make it better. We spoke by Skype from Saskatoon. My name is Cameron McMillan. My name is Mari Anderson. We are bus riders of Saskatoon. We're a community advocacy group in Saskatoon. Try and help improve the system overall in the entire city. We take suggestions and concerns from riders in the city. We discuss them and present them to Saskatoon Transit to try and see these improvements made. I've always ridden the bus since I've lived in the city. 
I'm unable to drive. I have epilepsy. So because of my neurological unpredictability, I've always had to ride the bus. And the way that I came into Bus Riders of Saskatoon was actually shortly after it formed, I was advised by a friend that maybe this would be a good way to have some say in improvements that I'd like to see. And I never needed to take the bus until I moved to Saskatoon for university and had taken it for two years as a way to get to school and for other things throughout the city. But in the past few years, I've really relied on transit much more as I haven't used a vehicle and as I'm more of a seasonal rider, weather dependent for me as I'm able to cycle most other seasons. But I became involved right at the beginning because a friend invited me to the first meeting, which was to look at getting a rider union for our city as Saskatoon didn't have anything to represent riders. So Bus Riders of Saskatoon came out of a need to have better transit for riders and more conversations happening on what riders needed as opposed to drivers or to the city. From moving to the city a few years ago, I've learned that it's quite spread out and there's a really great downtown core and then there are great roads connecting but if you don't have a vehicle it can be quite tricky to get around just because so much of the culture of Saskatoon the culture of Saskatchewan is car dependent is driver dependent the bus system does cover for some areas but there are lots of areas that it can be difficult as a rider to get to especially if you need to get from one end of the city to the other it can be very tricky to make sure you have the right connections make sure that you're getting places on time Transit is effective if you're in one concentrated area, but if you need to get from one end to the other, it can be very, very tricky. Yeah, I would definitely agree (laughs) with that. I used to work way up in the north end, and it's unfortunately one of the worst areas to reach in our city. So I've had a lot of experience with that myself. And I, I think Mari's right. A lot of it comes from the culture in Saskatchewan. Driving is just sort of assumed. When you're trying to build a city, I think a lot of times it's easy to default to the assumption that, well, let's build it around cars and to make something like transit more of a, at best, secondary option. It seems like for most people, there's the assumption that everybody can drive and everybody has the access to a vehicle, which is really untrue (laughs) for a large portion of the population. But it seems like the people in charge or the people who are planning don't always recognize that. Part of the assumption is that everyone wants to drive, and we've learned from a lot of people that that's not true either. A lot of people don't want to drive whether they can or not. So the very first meeting was held at the university, and there were probably 40 or so people there from all different areas of the city who had, I don't know how they heard about it, but happened to have heard about this initial meeting that was just a call out to make a riders union. It was led by two women and they asked questions and got discussion groups going and everyone was able to vote for what issues they felt were the most important. So we came up as a group with questions or issues that were the most important and then people could vote on what they thought that the group should deal with. And from there, it went into a few more meetings, sort of similar of like, well, what are we doing with this group? What are we trying to accomplish? And within the first few meetings, in the first few months, we worked out that it would be an advocacy group who would work with the city and work with transit and talk to riders and be representative of riders in the city. So that's what it's become. And that's what it has been for the last two years. I was already impressed by the first meeting that I attended at, even in that early stage, the focus that had been laid out for what we would try and accomplish. Yeah, it was really a community effort where everyone was able to come together for this common issue of transit needing to be improved. So I think fairly quickly people agreed on what our purpose was, and it was just sorting out how we would do it. What were some of the concerns and complaints and needs that people talked about in those initial conversations? 
Oh, gee, that's coming back a long way. I don't remember exactly all the questions, but recurring issues that have come up over the past two years have been having regular service. At the moment, buses only run every half hour for weekdays and every hour on Sundays. So if you miss your bus, you are going to be late for work or whatever event you're getting to. And also route availability. Sometimes people can find themselves quite far from a bus stop. And so having access to buses close by is another issue that people brought up. The regularity issue was actually much more of an issue at the founding of the group. There have been some improvements made in the city that we've been quite impressed with and quite glad to have our say in. We have, for instance, a high-speed corridor. Well, the first high-speed corridor that we've seen so far on 8th Street in Saskatoon, which is an impressive first step. And there are plans to do more of that. And we're, we're really glad to see that and looking forward to seeing how that turns out. And what did the group come up with in terms of decisions about how the group would operate and what the group would do? There have been some shifts since the beginning, but generally it's a matter of in our meetings, people bringing forward a lot of the time their own personal concerns, but also because we do have a presence on Facebook as well, I would encourage your listeners to check us out. People will present their concerns on there. And then from that, we can take those into the meetings and say, here's a lot of what we're hearing. Here's a problem. Can we get an answer from Saskatoon Transit or from City Council? on why this is the way it is, and also present to them ideas that we have on how they can be improved. We ended up setting up a set of committees to try and focus those ideas and improve efficiency on presenting those ideas to the city. I I always default to saying the city when I'm talking often about both Saskatoon Transit and Council, but we, depending on what issue we're trying to bring forward, we ask those questions of either or both of them, depending on the situation. So we have the city committee or the transit committee, which meets with city transit once a month, the Friday following our meetings. That gives an opportunity for us to have a bit more communication from the two groups. So we have CAM as our regular and then two people who are alternating every month. So we get to have a lot of faces in there meeting with transit and a lot of really great conversations and have often been able to find out what things are going on with transit, but also let them know exactly what riders' concerns are. It's a great way for us to have really one-to-one communication. We also have an online committee, which deals with all of our website stuff and Facebook. We have media and we have a committee that reaches out to different groups in the city. Cam, what am I forgetting? Well, I mean, technically we have a financial committee, even though we don't really have any money coming in. And I'll say to the committee that deals with the city, with Saskatoon Transit, it's only recently been made an official committee. But when that first started, it made such a huge difference for what we were able to accomplish. I've only recently taken the lead on that, but when it first began, it was incredible. We could right away take problems and concerns we had directly to Saskatoon Transit. We meet with the management there and we can get immediate answers on a lot of issues and also put ideas to them for later feedback. It's been such a huge help to be able to talk to them directly. That's been one of the biggest and most impactful developments in the group. And what are some of the impacts that have resulted from those regular meetings with transit management? One of the biggest things it's done, from my perspective anyway, is it gives us a much deeper understanding of how things work. Through that committee, we've learned a lot about the reasons for things being the way they are with transit and also helped us to tailor our ideas for improvements to that. I know personally, when I first joined the group, there was so much I didn't understand about it. And well, in large part, early on from talking to other members of the group who had different perspectives, I learned a lot about that. But 
from talking directly with Saskatoon Transit, I learned so much about the intricacies of the workings of a public transit system. So that's been huge. And also the ability to see month to month how the ideas we put forward are put into action. And the management at Saskatoon Transit has been amazing as well. They've been really receptive to what we're saying and really good about taking that advice or giving us suggestions for even how to improve the way we operate. It's been phenomenal. Not just from Ken, but from other members of the group. That's exactly what I've heard from meetings and from what I've seen as well in having been to a few meetings with Transit as well. One example that I suppose I could give in how our direct communication has benefited is one woman had come to our meeting and said that the signage that she had at her bus stop just said multiple instead of having the exact bus numbers on it. So instead of saying bus number eight, number 80 and number 50 come to this route, for example, it just said multiple. And we were able to, in our meeting with transit, just say, hey, this signage isn't really great. And they said, oh, we weren't even aware of that. And they were immediately able to track down the sign and change it. So that's something that's a very small example but it helps riders on a day-to-day basis of being able to know what routes actually go to that stop. So it's just a small example, but... A great example, though, of the little details that are often overlooked but make a big difference to the riders. Yeah, exactly. Tell me more about the range of people who are involved in Bus Riders of Saskatoon. So we have a few people who are students, a few people who are a bit younger, people who are retired and now just take transit, not for work purposes, but for other errands and things. But we also have people who take the bus as their regular commute for work. And it's a, a people from a lot of different areas of the city and a lot of different stages of life, too. It's been quite impressive how many different parts of the community are represented in the group. I'd say it really demonstrates that transit is something that's important to everybody. You just have to look at some of our membership and realize everybody's here. Transit doesn't just cater to a niche of the city. It really is important to everyone. It is whether you're a regular rider who uses it every day or someone who just uses it in the winter or someone who just uses it when they can't get their car to work. So it's not just for one occasion. It's for really all purposes to get through the city. What kinds of things does the group do to stay connected with members and to connect with new members? I'd say that that's something that we definitely need to be paying more attention to, I think, in in connecting to riders who don't necessarily know about us on Facebook or who don't necessarily have friends already connected to it. But we do have a lot of new people always coming forward, either on Facebook or to our meetings in person who have found out about it somehow, have heard about it on the news or who have heard about it somehow. So we could be doing a more hands-on approach, but we do have lots of people who find out about us and get connected on their own. Early on, actually, there was a bit of outreach that we undertook that I think made a difference in the early stages. I remember we did some leafleting, and I recall us being told that we were going about it the wrong way. We weren't actually allowed to be passing out leaflets in the bus mall, which was a little funny, although we were given a pass on that, so uh, we're grateful for that. But yeah, a lot of times people will hear about us in news stories and interviews, that sort of thing. I know myself, when I joined, I didn't know there was a Facebook page until a friend told me there was. So I think we do a fairly good job of getting the word out there, but it's tricky to draw people in, especially with no real budget. We can't put out TV ads or anything like that. We rely a lot on word of mouth. The recent election sure brought in a lot of members, and we were impressed by that as well. I'll just say as a side note, transit was a big issue during the election. We were really impressed with how much it was talked about, and we saw our membership jump dramatically because of that. What kinds of things did the group do during the recent municipal election to raise the profile of transit as an issue? 
as a group, we had decided to remain neutral in terms of supporting one candidate or the other. But on the Facebook group, we did invite candidates to post their platforms if only they were related to transit issues. So we had a lot of candidates in the election coming forward on Facebook and sharing their ideas for how transit can be improved in the city if they were to be elected. We had a lot of discussion there, mostly online. There was also another project in the city that wasn't ours, but was immensely impressive. A group came together, called themselves Livable YXE, and they took questions from groups such as ourselves and compiled them into a questionnaire that they presented to candidates with, I guess, the overall goal of seeing how candidates stood, where they stood on making Saskatoon a more people-friendly place to live. They actually held their own forum as well. It was really impressive. So we added a couple of questions to their questionnaire. And I think they had a large part in making things like transit, cycling, that sort of thing, important issues in the election. So we're very grateful to them as well. You talked earlier about some of the issues and concerns that people brought to the table during the founding of Bus Riders of Saskatoon. Are those still the central concerns that members have? Or have other issues become a a bit more visible, a bit more prominent since then? A lot of the issues are still the same because the system's still being worked on. But there have been other issues recently as well. Well, not necessarily new issues. There was some trouble with a lack of a contract between the city and the drivers. We insisted on remaining neutral in that. But of course, that made a lot of riders nervous. There was even a certain degree of job action taken that the best we could really do in that was to help keep people up to date on it. And as changes have been made in the system, we always see new issues related to that. For instance, when they installed the high-speed corridor on 8th Street, of course, that was and is still a real learning experience for people. So trying to take in concerns surrounding that and have questions answered by the city, of course, has been a big part of it. The dispute between the Amalgamated Transit Union, the drivers, and the city has for the last, it's been four years that they've not had a contract. So it goes in seasons of when action is being taken or when conversations are happening between the city and transit that riders start to pay more attention than necessarily needed to pay more attention because sometimes job actions have caused service to be altered in some way. So I think that that has been a really big issue in the past few years, but recently they've come to an agreement. So we're really hopeful that that will mean that we can start focusing on improving service for riders from a little bit more stable position rather than having to worry about continued disputes. That's been one of the biggest parts of the conversation recently. I was just thinking, though, that also some of the things that have come up, and I I think it's probably because we've received so many answers on a lot of the things that have been long-term problems, but we're also, as we get more answers on those people's concerns and questions change. So in a lot of instances, we've gone from people questioning the timing of the routes or the reach of the routes. Now we're starting to hear questions about the infrastructure itself, what type of buses the city uses, what sort of infrastructure at the stops is there. There are new questions all the time. It's not a simple system. There are a lot of details to it, and people want answers on those details. And the route planning, I think, is huge how transit will be changing in the future. I think, as Cam mentioned before, having the high-speed routes or the frequency on 8th Street will maybe transfer to other areas of the city, and the way that we use transit in the city will probably change in the next few years. Different groups that work on transit issues focus their work in different kinds of ways. Some tend to prioritize questions of basic services and the needs of riders, while others are more explicitly concerned with environmental issues. 
How would you characterize the mix of those things in the work of Bus Riders of Saskatoon? My personal take on this is I try and leave the environmental aspect out of it altogether when I talk about it. That's just me. Of course, it is a big part of transit. They're not unconnected. But because such a large part of our group mission is the idea that it should be a basic right of residency, that no matter who you are or how you look at the issue, people still need transit. The environmental issue for me just falls a little further down the list. Whether it's an environmental issue or not, people still need it. That's my own personal take, although I know for others it weighs in differently. I'd actually see it as being connected. I would think that better transit means that more people can use transit or more people will use transit and more people using transit means fewer people driving cars. And so I see improving transit as automatically being connected to environmental concerns and having more fuel efficient buses. Having newer buses rather than getting secondhand means that they'll last longer for Saskatoon and that they will be more fuel efficient because they won't be relying on older technology and won't be breaking down as often. So I see good transit being automatically connected to environmental concerns. But I do agree with Kem, I guess, that in our group mission that it should be a basic right of residency and that we are here for riders primarily. In recent years, some cities have seen an intense and organized political backlash against transit and transit advocacy. Is that something that's shown up at all in Saskatoon? I'd say there's been a little. People who don't take the bus don't necessarily recognize that having better service also makes it easier for drivers as well. So there have been more pushes for new bridges in the city, for example, or more roads rather than putting those resources towards improving transit, which would mean less need for more roads or more bridges and mean fewer cars on the road if transit were improved. So I guess just in that sense of needing to recognize that transit is for everybody, even if not everyone is taking the bus, better transit improves the roads for drivers as well. From time to time, you do hear people say, well, why should my tax dollars go to something I don't use? And my response is usually the exact same question, well, why should my tax dollars go to something I don't use, which is a fun way to start the conversation. But once you make the case that it is so much less expensive to run a lot of people on a public transit system and what a difference that makes to the cost of maintaining roads and bridges, a lot of people haven't really given that much thought before. But it makes a big difference to let people know that and kind of get them thinking that, well, geez, maybe the reason we can't keep up with our potholes is because we're creating them at such uh, a rapid rate. And maybe there is another way to keep our roads in good condition. I understand that Bus Riders of Saskatoon has also been involved in various public events raising the profile of transit issues. Tell me more about those. We have had some public forums. We had one earlier this year, a forum to discuss personal safety on buses in all forms, but most specifically women's safety on buses. It's something that's been a problem, not just in this city, but in a lot of cities. And it's something that the idea of it can scare a lot of people away from using public transit. So we talked to people uh, about problems they'd had and possible solutions for that. We compiled a lot of ideas and a lot of stories. And now we're currently just waiting for our consultants to come back at us with their suggestions on how improvements can be put into place. We've heard ideas from other cities about more direct lines of communication with police and that sort of thing. Ideas such as awareness campaigns, advertising campaigns, that sort of thing. All the way down to potential logistical solutions. We're hoping to have that information back soon. It was quite eye-opening to talk to people and hear their stories, 
because it's not something a lot of people talk about when they've had a disturbing situation on public transit. It's difficult to talk about and a lot of people don't. So to make it easier for these sort of situations to be reported and dealt with is nothing but beneficial. It's impressive when we do engage with the public. People have a lot of information for us. People have a lot of suggestions for us. One that was huge and I was greatly impressed by it. It wasn't our brainchild, but we were a part of planning it and had a big part in the promotion of it. There was a project that went on in 2015. It was called 10 Days for Transit. And we were asked to have a part in the planning and execution of it. And it was phenomenal. The idea was that for 10 days, the discussion would be centered around transit. Who uses it? Why do they use it? What are the benefits of it? What can be done better? It was phenomenal. We got so much feedback from the public. And it engaged so many people, both people who currently use transit, people who had thought about using transit, and people who had never thought about it. That was a big one. And we were really impressed with how well that went. And I think that coming out of that, it really solidified us as a group and really solidified us in the minds of other people, knowing that we were a group that they could come to for more knowledge or for more events or for resources or things like that. So it really was sort of foundational for the group in some ways. What do you foresee in 2017 in terms of bus riders of Saskatoon and in terms of transit advocacy more generally? Continuing our relationship with the city. Uh, Also, I would say what was done on 8th Street, the high-speed corridor there, they're supposed to be testing out the next branch of that this year. So we're looking forward to seeing that and helping have some say in how to best execute that. We'll definitely be engaged with the city on that project. I think this is a conversation that all cities should be having. Public transit is such an important thing for the people of a city, for the economy of a city. Really, all aspects of any city are impacted so heavily by the ability to move people around, and not just cities of larger size. I mean, Saskatoon is still fairly small compared to a lot of cities, although we're definitely at the stage where we we might be a little behind on our transit system. It's good to see that we're finally moving forward on that, but I would even say Smaller cities who maybe aren't quite at that stage but are seeing it coming, I hope that they're having the discussion as well about how are we best going to move people around. Every city in this country should be having the discussion of how they're going to get people where they need to go. That's a great point, Cam, and it just made me think of something that I had sort of thought about earlier but didn't say earlier when I had said that I think that transit is connected automatically to environmental justice. I also think that it's connected to social and economic justice within the city since having a public transit system that is accessible to all people makes the city better for all residents and makes it more just for people who aren't necessarily in the same socioeconomic bracket as other people. So I think that improving transit is really improving all conditions in the city in some manner, touches on a lot of different issues. You have been listening to my interview with Mari Anderson and Cam McMillan of Bus Riders of Saskatoon. To learn more about their work, go to busridersofsaskatoon.ca. That's busridersofsaskatoon.ca. To find out more about Talking Radical Radio, the guests, the theme music, and the ways that you can listen, or to suggest topics for future shows, go to talkingradical.ca and click on the link for the radio show. On the site, you can sign up for email updates or follow us on Facebook or Twitter. I'm your host, Scott Nye, a writer and media producer based in Hamilton, Ontario, and the author of two books of Canadian history told through the stories of activists, Gender and Sexuality, and Resisting the State, both from Fernwood Publishing. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you tune in again next week. 